<laughs> Greetings, citizens. You're now trapped in a nerd cage with your hosts, Mark and Jay. We hope you have a smashing good time. <laughs> Hello and welcome. That's right. You're trapped in nerd cage live this ain't just a reaction show but a debate show and a live discussion on everything that makes people like you and i tick so thank you for joining us tonight please hit that like button and subscribe i'm your co-host jay saying g coming to you live from syracuse new york and always with me my man the warrior from wakanda the fiend from louisville mark withers what's shaking hey what's going on man super excited to be here as usual and yes today's episode is going to focus on what i think is ang lee's crowning achievement i mean this is an absolute cinematic masterpiece and of course i'm talking about the epic martial arts film crouching tiger hidden dragon now jay you and i both re-watched this uh this past weekend to me, this movie only gets better as time goes on, but I wanted to find out your thoughts on the movie. What do you think? Talk about a martial arts fantasy. I feel like what The Matrix kind of started with the sci-fi martial arts action, mm -hmm. I feel like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon perfected it. The fight choreography, the intensity, the and it's just so beautifully shot. The yeah. set the, and then the angles. It was my first time watching it in 20 years, and I'm just like, yeah, this this is a great martial arts epic. Yeah, I agree. And for me, you know, as a fan of like traditional wuxia, like old school kung fu movies, this to me was a love letter to that. It was a true callback to that style. You know, here in the States, especially in like modern years, most martial arts films that we see are mostly you know, their modern day, very realistic uh, fight scenes or, or close to realistic fight scenes. This one used a lot of the, the traditional wire work, a lot of the sort of mythical looking stunts. And I mm -hmm. really, really appreciated that as a fan of sort of the old school methods. In addition to that, it co-stars Chang Pei Pei, which was one of the first, if not the first female action star. Uh, she played Jade Fox in the film, and to see her uh, come back with yeah. such veracity and just true to form, I mean, it was just a triumph as far as I'm concerned. Every Everything about this film, I just think, is better every time I watch it. And I am surprised. Right off the bat, I thought you were going to talk about Michelle Yeoh. <laughs> well, you know, I'm a huge Michelle Yeoh fan. Yes. I mean, ever since I saw her in, in uh, Wing Chun years ago and Tai Chi Master going all the way up to Super Cop. I mean, I've yep. just been... A, Super a, Cop a, was my introduction to her. Right, absolutely. I mean, sh and she's only improved with time, not only as a fantastic martial arts practitioner, but also as an actress. I mean, she's just yep. excellent in this film. You know, everybody in the cast is Chow Yun-Fat, mm -hmm. uh, Zhang Ziyi, Cheng Chen. Everybody in the film uh, just really did their thing here. And I and I really did appreciate that. Absolutely. No, I'm glad you mentioned Chow Yun-Fat. And this is something that I've watched this movie. And the one thing that like that crossed my mind. Now, I understand Chow Yun-Fat internationally is huge. But I feel like here in the state side that he never quite had the career that Jackie Chan or Jet Li did. And I'm just wondering why. That's a really good question. I mean, you know, 
talk about a guy with a lot of potential. I mean, you know, going all the way back to like movies like Hard Boiled, you know, he had the potential to be much bigger than than he has been. And I'm not really sure why that hasn't, you know, transpired into a, a massive career for him, especially after a movie like this one, which won an Oscar. Winning, right. And it was nominated for 10 Oscars. Yeah. You know? So. Um, so yeah, so after the success of this film, you would think that that would have sort of like skyrocketed his career, but it, you know, it didn't really do much more. You know, and when it comes to the Academy Awards, I mean, how often do you hear about a Kung Fu movie, you know, not just being nominated, but like winning a bunch, you right. know? So right, exactly. It's so. pretty, it's, it's like a pretty significant point in cinema history that a movie like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon comes into, in the United States here, you know, and just it dominates the Oscars. Right, right. I mean, it was literally unheard of at the time. You know, the interesting thing about that film is that it was sort of a partnership with a number of different film yep. studios across four regions. So, you know, you had, of course, the U.S. and then uh, a bunch of different studios throughout Asia, like forming a partnership in order to get this film made. And the result was just a true masterpiece in the genre. Two of my favorite scenes. One is when, when the sword first gets stolen and Michelle Yeoh goes on the, the chase scene. One right. of the coolest things you'll ever see. I mean, it's flawless looking. There's no, I mean, yes, there's some wire work. Yes, there's green screen, but you, barely, you can't even notice. It looks, it really looks real like they're really flying through the, through the town and stuff and jumping off the rooftops. And then of course, that dojo scene with all the weapons. Oh, right. Michelle Yeoh <laughs> at her best. And if I'm not mistaken, that was Michelle Yeoh performing all of that, correct? Correct. Hey, so let's talk about like the origin of this movie and how it sort of like came to be. So for a lot of people that don't know, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon is actually the fourth book in a five story arc called the Crane Iron Pentology. And uh, the origin behind the name, like behind the title of the movie comes from an old like Chinese idiom about like hidden prowess or hidden um, hidden potential. There's a lot of symbolism within the film for that. Yep. You know, you look at uh, like Zhao Yu's character, like Zhang, Zhang Ziyi's character yeah. and how she was sort of destined to be like the, the wife of like a bureaucrat, but she was this great swordsman that nobody knew her ability. Nobody like really like, could see her potential except for Li Mubai. You know, there's also like this undercurrent of things that each character desires that they can't have and how that over time sort of overpowers them. And so I think that Ang Lee did a really good job of kind of like telling that story through these different metaphors. Yeah, 100%. Now, now we got to talk, we got to talk about Michelle Yeoh. Right. So <laughs> my introduction to her was super hot. Right. And, you know, the one thing you remember from that movie is she does, you know, the famous motorcycle jump onto a moving train. Right. But this movie, she's in the more of the forefront. And now that she does a whole lot of whoop ass and, you know, uses a lot of different weapons, we get to see more of her acting ability. And she knocks that out of the park. I mean, she gets, you know, especially when we get to see her emotional side when, well, I'm going to spoiler territory. I mean, this movie's 20 <laughs> years old. But after the poison needle scene. Right. And to see, you know, you know, grieve over Chow Young Fat there, it was just, it was very moving. It really was. I, I agree. Yeah. The scene where 
where Lima Bai is like just dead in her arms and yeah. uh, Zhao Yu comes in with the antidote to the poison and then she just lifts the sword and just like, it just comes like just shy of like cutting her head off. Just the emotion without there being any dialogue. I mean, you know, I, I love stuff like that. So, you know, I, I agree. I mean, this is probably the first movie that I've seen with Michelle Yeoh where she really showed that she's much more than just, you know, an action star, martial arts star, that she really Absolutely. has these strong acting chops. Things. Yeah, and, and of course, just, just to uh, let everybody know, there are two versions of this movie readily available. There's the English dub or the, you know, the subtitle. I prefer the subtitled uh, version. I, I'm... I, I, I hate dubbing me personally. I, I, hate, I just I just do. I prefer if, if you have a chance to watch it with uh, with you know in Cantonese with the with the English subtitles, that's the best way to watch it in my opinion. Right. So the interesting part about that too is you know with the with the language since we're talking about that, an interesting fact about that is that the main characters, the main actors in this film. Only one of them was only native of Mandarin speaking, and that was Zhang Ziyi. Everybody else came from different parts of Asia, and they weren't, that wasn't their primary language. So oh, okay. like, for example, like Chow Yun-Fat is from Hong Kong, speaks yep. Cantonese, Michelle Yeoh. Her uh, first and second languages are uh, Malay and English. So um, they actually had to really work hard to actually get the dialect down. And Chow Yun-Fat actually said in an interview, that on his first day of filming, one of the scenes, it actually took him 28 takes to oh. actually successfully complete one line of dialogue. And so like that was a, an extreme difficulty, you know, and wow. then add to that the subtitles, because uh, Ang Lee wanted to, you know, market this specifically to Western audiences, he made sure to take it upon himself to sort of supervise all of the subtitling and to make sure that the subtitling was perfect and that um you know that it was that it was not only understandable but that like all of the turns of phrase and everything was something that we could e easily digest oh wow <laughs> mark, <laughs> mark spitting the facts as always and it's also amazing that the the mount this movie had the effect it had on pop culture in general now, I don't know if we remember around the same time this movie came out, or at least soon after. Do you remember that Mountain Dew commercial that parodied? You don't remember that? I don't remember. There was, there was an awesome Mountain Dew commercial from back in the day where you do see these two Asian women, you know, uh, you know, they're fighting over a can of Mountain Dew, right? And they're doing it, but it's all Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon style. They they flew across the screen and they're they're grabbing the can and they're fighting over the can. And it's just, it was really 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 well done, <laughs> like for a commercial, okay. Right. But it was clearly because of Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. And um, I'm also going to take it a step further. I'm a diehard Mortal Kombat fan. Right, there was a right. game that came out in which it's, it, I'm sure all gamers can agree to me. Uh, it's called Mortal Kombat Shaolin Monks. It was a um, action-adventure fight. It wasn't like a fighting game. It was an action, like, Ninja Gaiden-style, Ninja Gaiden-style, uh, you know, ex exploring and, and, fight, and fighting. Right. Um, as the game goes on, you gain abilities. You play as Liu Kang and, and Kung Lao. You gain abilities as the game goes on, and one of the abilities you gain eventually is the ability to wall run, like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon style. And it's just so cool that how that this movie has like influenced pop culture on TV and in video games. 
Right, and in addition to that, um, one of the main characters, uh, Dark Cloud or Lo Zhao Yu, he, his likeness was the uh, main inspiration for the main character in the Prince of Persia games. So oh, I'm not sure okay. if you knew that. Yeah, no, so, I did not know that. Yeah, fun fact. Yeah, and it's just a damn shame that as great as this movie was, Ang Lee never replicated that same success ever. Right, right. I'm yeah, <laughs> I mean... Yeah, this is this is definitely his, in my opinion, his crowning achievement. One of the best things he's ever done. I think this is probably one of only two movies that he's that he's actually done where I really personally um, I'm a big fan of. So yeah, because I mean, you know, he, he did Hulk, which <sighs> I know there's a lot of people who don't like. It. I didn't downright hate it, but then again, I haven't watched it since it came out. Um, I wasn't a fan of Life of Pi. I know a lot of people like that movie. I did not care for it. And I recently, recently, recently watched Gemini Man, and it just, it was too, way too over the top. I mean, for those who've seen the movie, knows exactly what I'm talking about. So, right. right. I know, you know, people are going to be like, well, well how could, what about Crouching Tiger, Hidden Track? Well, Crouching Tiger, it was, it was, it was in a world that was supposed to be like that, you know? So, these other right. Movies, so, Right. So with traditional, right. So with traditional like wuxia movies, the 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 premise of those type of movies is that it's telling uh, like the shenhua or the like the the traditional like Chinese mythology. So the, they're designed to be sort of a mixture of like action adventure, but also to tell the story of like demons and and gods. And so yeah. the idea is that the monks that that studied these ancient martial arts sort of tapped into the, the supernatural abilities and then taught them to their to their disciples. And so yeah. that's why in a lot of these films, you can see people jump like 50 feet and they can like run across like treetops and things oh, like that. It's so cool though. It's right. so <laughs> cool. I feel like, you know, more people need to see this movie and I'm hoping that more people who, you know, check this out again should this hopefully this movie will be, be a gateway into other like uh martial arts action films right and that was the hope at the time you know like um if you look back at like old articles from that era the hope was that there would be this sort of reverse flow as they called it which was sort of or a counter flow you know which which what they meant by that was that traditionally you know, most entertainment is created in the West, either in, you know, the US or Canada or the yeah. UK. And then it sort of like makes its way, up, you know, across the world, uh, and, you know, to, to other countries. What they were hoping is that this would sort of open the door to Chinese cinema and Asian cinema in general, you know, becoming these, you know, creating these huge blockbusters that would then become huge hits in other countries. And you did see a little bit of that after Crouching Tiger, you know, you had mm -hmm. films like Hero and Jetley's yeah. uh, um, Fearless and, and some other films like that. You know, of course, Jackie Chan becoming a worldwide phenomenon several years before this and subsequently after. So there was a little bit of that counterflow happening, but I don't think that it really uh, happened in the way that, that they expected. Yeah, so listen, this movie is readily available on Amazon Prime English or uh, English subtitles. I prefer with subtitles personally, but I mean, you can you can choose your destiny on that one. But I I feel like if you want to see this movie the way it's meant to be watched, watch it with English subtitles. And this is absolutely Michelle Yeoh's best 
movie. Right. I would agree. It's actually my favorite movie of Michelle Yeoh's and also my favorite Chalian Fat movie. I think their chemistry was, you know, unrivaled. And I think that in both cases, they, you know, executed brilliant martial arts choreography. Um, I, I just think that everything about their performance in this film, you know, was pivotal. Again, you know, definitely my favorite for both of them. Amen. And at the time of this recording, we have two more live streams coming up where Titan Gochi's coming in to debate best Christmas movie of all time. And big shout out to Josh of Movie Aficionados for coming in last Thursday. We'll talk about an epic stream we just had where we debated is Die Hard a Christmas movie. Yes, it is. <laughs> but you guys made it worth it, man. And so many people just showed up to debate. That was, oh my God, that was nuts. Holy smoke. So everybody, thank you so much for coming to that stream. And of course, the following week, we have Daniel Pacina, who will be watching Scorpion's Revenge with us. That should be an absolute blessing. Totally looking forward to those shows. And of course, you know, we'll get our Mark and I will definitely get our Christmas breaks in. So before we go, we ask you to pretty please like, comment, subscribe, ring that bell, spread that shit like so over USA from Louisville to Syracuse to all of our friends and fans around the world at Nerdcage Live. Enjoy life. Stay safe. Happy holidays. And good night. Say that up. Ooh, trying to get out of the nerd cage, are ya? Well, before you go, hit that subscribe button. And if you're really intrigued, ring that bell. Thank you for dropping by. Until next time, tell everyone you know about Nerd Cage Live! <laughs> Ha 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 ha!